0: So, with no further ado, let's get out on the water and on with the show. Give her your host, Nick and Simon. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Supper FM podcast. It's Simon here, and we've got a fantastic interview for you this week. We've got Mike Shawman, who's SUP Connect. Man of the Year. And he's a hugely entertaining speaker, now author and business owner. So I challenge you not to be inspired in this really rough 2020 year that we've had by his example and his amazing stoicism. And that absolutely shines out in this episode. But before we start, I'd just like to say a word about our SUPFM SUP safety course. This is something that we put together because we were really concerned about the number of paddlers who were out there without any sort of background in water knowledge and water safety. So we couldn't find anything similar to what we ended up producing. But it's a really comprehensive guide to the water and we cover all sorts of things from kit to equipment and accessories to planning to conditions, tides... Basically, the whole gamma of water safety for leisure paddling. And over December, we've got a special code you can use, which is GB Paddle10, and that will give you £10 off the face value of the course, and will also give a £5 contribution to Jordan Wiley and his great British paddle. And that's available only during December. 2020. And you can check out the course by looking at the show notes, going on to our website at supfm.show or by checking out any of our social media. So this is what you've all been waiting for. Here is the interview with Mr. Mike Shawman. Today on SUP FM, I'm delighted to welcome the undisputed SUP man of 2020, Mike Shawman. Now, Mike's won the SUP Connect Man of the Year this year, completing a Canadian clean sweep of the top two awards alongside previous guest and friend of the show, Maddie LeBlanc. People say when life gives you lemons, then make lemonade. And I can't think of a better example of this than what Mike has shown us. He's crashed with a major neurological illness which had a catastrophic effect on his physical and mental health. And then he's risen, winning a major public speaking competition which sent him viral. This was followed by a book which is available in all good booksellers in the US and Canada and on Kindle in the UK. Mike, welcome to SUPFM.
1: Hey, Simon. So nice to to be joining you today. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, I've just finished and really would recommend your book, Crash and Rise, to anyone who's in need of a lift at the moment and, quite frankly, who doesn't need one. But before we talk about your book and sort of what led up to it, um, something that we all share, um, everyone who listens to this podcast and and I guess us as well, is a first experience on a paddleboard. So could you tell us a bit about uh, when you first saw the sport and just a little bit about your first experience? Yeah, so the first... First
1: time um, so paddle boarding was really taking off in I I'm, I'm from Toronto, so paddle boarding was really taking off about 10 years ago here. Um, mm-hmm. and and I went out um, on on a date. Um, we we did a you know we wanted to go out and and mm-hmm. do an activity and and I remember just kind of being thrown into the water with very limited instruction. <laughs> and and it was kind of um, a free-for-all. That day was very choppy mm-hmm. um, in the Toronto Harbour. Some days it's beautiful and calm, and, and some days it's really rough. And, and you know, I think I spent 40, 40 of the 60 minutes in the water, but I loved it. And mm. um, and you know part, part of part of the fun of paddleboarding is falling. and yeah,
0: exactly. And,
1: and you know, getting back up again and then you know wiping out. So it you know quickly became a hobby. and mm. and I developed this this big love for for you know being on on the water and being on a board and, and all that comes comes with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and that—that's a familiar story, I guess, to everyone uh, listening. It somehow grabs you. I had a very similar first experience to you. Spent most of the time in the water, and the weather wasn't fantastic, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it, it still got its claws into me. But you know, like um, like many of us, like like myself, you know, you went all in for SUP fairly early on, and you actually started your own business, didn't you, in Toronto?
1: Yeah, so yeah so i was inspired by it was like i had a light bulb moment um when i was traveling where i decided i wanted to to turn my hobby into a profession and and i wanted to give people the experience the experience that i kind of wish that i had on my first Mm. time Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, just create this, this wow thing where people would come out and, and, you know, fall in love with the sport and, Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, it just became a huge part of my life and I, um, and I'm, yeah, I, you know, I revisit yeah. that chapter in my life a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's a spectacular location. I've spent a bit of time in the the Toronto area, mm-hmm. and you know, you've got planes going overhead. You obviously yeah. got uh, like like Ontario, that's right, isn't yeah. it? And um, and and um, you know, just that fantastic cityscape and parks yeah. going down to the water. So that that must have been amazing for your your clients.
1: Yeah, no, I um, I definitely focused on. I did um a sunset lesson and tour. Um, mm-hmm. so we're we're very fortunate. We've got the Toronto Islands, which are right across. You know, you take a ferry boat across, and it takes five minutes from the city. Um, but I, you know, my main focus was was the sunset lesson and tour, and. Mm-hmm. And we would go out, and you know, I I teach the basics on land, and then we'd go out into the water, and and you know, everybody's shaky at first, and everybody's um, you know not sure, and and a little bit nervous about falling, um, and then by the end of the lessons, you know, it's the skies changed from blue to um you know pinks and purple mm-hmm. and, and golden and and then the city lights turn on and the planes are going on top of you and and you know i i always included photography um as mm-hmm. part of the package so people were going home with pretty wow photos um that they would frame and and it was a very special thing like i You know, I, I had a lot of people come out who were on first dates and, and, Mm. and those people, some of them are still on my social media now, um, they're engaged or they're married now when, and I feel very fortunate that I got to play a very small role in, in their story.
0: So incredible oh that's that's amazing I, I can just imagine it and and it was at that point when you were sort of creating um you know those photos that experience when paddle paddles up really became a thing wasn't it
1: yeah so so paddles up yeah it's something I used to do with my clients um and you know when like like I said before when when people are are first starting out um, you know they're nervous and they're Mm. building building their confidence slowly but by the end of my lessons you know well we we have our we have the most balance on our boards when the paddles are in the water right so yeah um, but by the end of the lessons I you know position all of them in a row um, and I'd kind of command them like like a sergeant and I'd say paddle <laughs> and, and they'd all lift their paddles over their heads in like a warrior pose in front of the skyline. Yeah. And, um, and that was a moment really where they were celebrating um, their victory of what, mm-hmm. of what they'd accomplished in the last couple hours with me. Um, and, and it was great to see that transformation happen in such a short time. um. Mm-hmm.
0: So and and obviously paddles up became uh know incredibly significant sort of further along but we'll sort of get to that i guess and um you know I, I don't know about you you know the experience of instructing people and introducing people to the sport and particularly in these sort of stunning locations because I, I think sort pretty much anywhere waterborne is yeah. is incredible you know toronto particularly but uh it, it does give a whole new new thrill yeah. um, introducing others to the sport doesn't it
1: yeah no absolutely
0: so Mike, you built up your business yeah. and it was doing very well. And you were considering moving it to, to California and you went and did your footwork out there. You went, you traveled out there. And, um, you know, unfortunately it was when you came back when things really started to unravel. So just mm-hmm. tell us a bit about, uh, about that experience when you just got back from California. Yeah.
1: So I just returned. Um, I had gone out there to, uh, partner with with a with um, a business out in Laguna Beach um, because you can't paddleboard here. Um, well, I I do, but you, <laughs> know, you know people people don't want to paddleboard in the winter in Canada. So I was going to go out there and and you know run retreats and that that was the idea and, and we hit it off. And, um, and then I came back and I was full of life and very excited, and then it all um, it all changed very quickly. So so I woke up and I woke up one morning and I and it just started off with a really really horrific migraine, um, and I'd never had one before, um, and my head was just you know, full of pressure and and it felt like it was exploding and then, and then it became painful. Um, um, and then that just progressed. So, so, um, you know, I was, I was taking, you know, Advil Tylenol. I was taking, you know, two of each, um, extra strength at the same time just to combat it. And then Mm. that, that uh, the the pain just progressed. So I went to a walk-in clinic, and they said, "You know, have you done any traveling lately?" And I said, "Yeah, I was in California." And they said, "What were you doing in California?" And I said, "I was surfing. I was paddleboarding." And they said, "Okay, you you just have a um, a water in the ear infection, and mm. um, and you know that makes sense. That that um, that totally makes sense. So." You know, I went home and, and, um, but then the pain progressed and other symptoms started to develop. So a couple of days, you know, a couple of days later, um, I had to, I decided I was going to go to the emergency room and while I was driving myself, you know, I felt really dizzy in the car. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember being in a traffic light and, and thinking, uh that doesn't seem right. Like, like the lights don't, don't appear right to me. Um, And when I got to the hospital, they said the same thing. You've got a dirty water in the ear infection. Um, And, and they sent me home and, and it was excruciating people. People have said um, what this was is comparable to, both of your knee shot knee caps being shattered at the same time. Oh, oh God. Um, so, so, you know, two days later, I'm, I'm at my mom, I'm at my mom's house and I come downstairs. Um, and I, I, I I knew, I knew it was bad. The, when I, when I, when my feet touched the ground, when I got out of bed and, mm. um, and I had to hold onto the wall for support. And um, and I came downstairs and she pushed me in front of the um, the hallway mirror and and my face had collapsed on the right side. Like all the mirrors had dropped and it looked like I'd had a stroke and my ear <sighs> was full of blisters. Um, <sighs> and and I was I was vomiting. It was, it was, it was, it was really bad.
0: Did you get your diagnosis then? I mean, I mean that, that's incredible. And two days after you had been to the hospital, you were still suffering. Can't yeah. imagine what that was like.
1: Yeah, so we went to the hospital that day, and and again they got it wrong. Um, it wasn't until two days after that day, Oh uh, so like on the on the you know fifth sixth day of of all of this, um, we. We went to to the final hospital and they they did. They ran blood work. They did um they did a bunch of tests and they came back and they said it's a neurological condition uh called Ramsey Hunt syndrome and it's a reactivation of your chickenpox that you get as a kid. Um mm. and so so essentially shingles um Hmm. when shingles uh attacks your eye or your ear uh it's classified as this neurological condition and Hmm. um and i you know i lost my sense of balance from it and they said i I remember speaking with him and and he said um, mike what do you what do you do for work and I said, <laughs> I'm a <laughs> paddle boarding coach. And and his face said everything. Um, <sighs> and and it was devastating. Um, and then the news just got worse as time went on. Um, you know, they said, you know, your paddle boarding's done. It's not a reality. Um, you're not going to fly in planes. You're not going to be able to go near the water it's going to make you sick um you're not going to be able to go in the car on long Mm -hmm. car trips and um at that point like i i wasn't really walking around i was i was you know needing help walking from the living room to the kitchen so so when they said stuff like like it was defeating and it was awful but um Honestly, I wasn't really up for much at all.
0: Any no. all the time. No, I mean you, you had you had the the initial crash and subsequent, subsequent crashes as well. But ramsey Hunt syndrome, it's really rare, isn't it? Or, or particularly rare for someone in their their mid thirties, as as you were, to 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 get that development. And it, and it's supposed to be sort of you know also something that that sort of produces itself in times of stress. And it sounds like you absolutely weren't in in that kind of state either.
1: Yeah. No. So, so, you know, it is activated by extreme stress. So somebody who, who I eventually found, like I was very curious, uh, you know, uh, at some point I said to myself, I need to put a name on this thing because I don't recognize it. And Mm. I can't be the only person to have this in the world. Um so I I Googled Ramsey Hunt syndrome and famous people and Mm -hmm. I found um the founder of P90X, Mm which is you know, um a huge exercise program. Uh is that Tony Horton? Tony Horton, yeah. Yeah. Um and and I found him and um he's you know we're you know we're we're very friendly now, and and he's become you know a Yoda to my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> um, but no, he's been he's been great. But I remember just thinking like, gosh, like it could be it could be anybody. Just let me find somebody mm. who I who I who I recognize. Um, and and I was very lucky that I found him, and uh, mm. he that he was very, um, supportive and, and very, um, you know, he was very, he, he had been through it a year before mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, he was very compassionate and kind and, um, you know, encouraging. Mm. So,
0: so, I mean, that, that's brilliant looking for, for those, those individuals and, uh, you know, I, th- uh, you know, Um, obviously i've read your book so kind of know the answer but the, the ramsey hunt syndrome that there is a community out there um you know that there's a big supportive community that 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 um you know support people who are suffering from this condition yeah
1: no so yeah that was one of the other things i did was um i found a support group on facebook um and there are thousands um all around the world mostly in that group i would say in canada the us and the uk Mm -hmm. Um, but there are people from all all kinds of countries um who who are active in it you know who come on and and say you know different questions or or just chat and and they've they've been a great support for for me and um and I, you know, I, I I like to be, you know, a great support for them, and yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you, you absolutely are, and you know, again, I would point people to your book. Um, it's an incredibly inspirational. Uh, read and you know that the title obviously sums it up as i guess it would um you know crash and rise so that th- there's two elements t- to your story there there's lots of elements but two major elements uh, but just to complete the, the the crash bit i mean you'd think that you had you had sort of reached your lowest level really at that point having suffered from the illness having a complete reverse of fortune on your Uh, your business but you did reach a point where you reached such a a low level that was ultimately where you kind of hit bottom and that was you know your your prompt then or your opportunity or with support to to start your rise so just tell us about that that lowest point that you experienced so
1: i um you know most people would be you know in a very short time my business my independence my social life all but evaporated into thin air. Um, And my life was unrecognizable. Um, I remember standing in the bathroom looking into the mirror and it was winter. This all happened in January. And, um, And I remember looking into the mirror in January and thinking i don't want to go on like this anymore um i don't have it in me this thing's exhausting and and i was i was going through an ident- an identity crisis um so i went into this deep depression um and and this huge mental health journey and it led me to To go places where I thought that I would never go, and um, and you know I I speak about that uh, at great length in the book. Mm. Um, I I think you know people are familiar with with you know the talks that I've given. So Mm. so when they when they read the book, they're like, "Whoa! Like wow! Wasn't wasn't expecting that." Um, mm. i think where where I did go um, you know it's important to share um, yeah. and and um, and it kind of makes the story it's mm. um, you know
0: exactly i mean it's it's the extremes really and, and that bit was you know obviously i'd i'd followed you and, and w- watched your talks and so on but that was something which I really hadn't realized but I think you know um, things got to a certain point where you got to a point where, you know, you had to make decisions. And I think in, in your book, you say that, you know, the, the point at which things changed is when you started saying yes, rather than no, yeah. you started accepting help, albeit the fact that you still realized that that you had to do the, the heavy lifting. Yeah,
1: no, I think, um, yeah, no, there was the definite light bulb moment. Um, and, you know, for those who have, who have read the book, um, that was, you know, in the hallway, um, where it just, the light bulb, you know, mm. flickered and, and I said, I, I, I don't want to be this person. I don't want to, to live like this. Um, and I, I want to do better. And I want to make the next right decision because there have been a lot of wrong decisions, um, leading up to this. Mm. And, um, and that, you know, that the first, yes, I said to myself was, you know, listening to other people and, um, and those people were telling me you need to go and get some mental health treatment. (laughs) So,
0: So,
1: Uh, so that's what I did. And, um, and it was, it was very hard. Um, but with mental health, um, yeah, you have to do all the heavy lifting yourself, you know, like Mm -hmm. people can put you on a path, um, and guide you, but you're the one who, who has to do the work. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and you know that that helped build self esteem and confidence that was lost um, just by doing that, and that you know put me on the path to to doing my next yes and 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 all the yeses that came afterwards.
0: So, so your first yes, which was oh, I don't know how long it was after you had hit that sort of that low and you you sort of had the mental health treatment was an invitation from the sup community to come and talk about water safety which is a topic very dear to my heart um how, how did that come about and um and how did you make the decision to go and do that right
1: so um as part of my when i when i was operating the business um you know and i think this goes for entrepreneurs across the board, I think it is very important to build credibility and expertise. And one of the things that I did when I, when I ran the paddle boarding was I got in touch with the Canadian safe boating council um, who ran a education day for the Canadian media So all the television networks, all of the radio, all of the newspapers, and, and they do this every May, um, on the May holiday, the May bank weekend, the May holiday weekend. And, and then, you know, the journalists write about it. Um, and I contacted them and I said, you know, I'm a paddleboarder. This is, this is who I am. Um, and would you be, you know, wanting to, uh, I said, I think I'm going to do something. Um, but would you like to, to do something together? Um, and they said, well, why don't you just come and be a part of our event and you'll be the paddleboarder guy and you'll do paddleboarding water safety. Mm -hmm. So, so I became their, their paddleboarder guy. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and I got a lot of. A lot of coverage, a lot of exposure, um, which really helped with my business. And, and it helped you know, accelerate the trajectory of, of, of how my business was going very quickly. So I got out of the mental health treatment facility in April. And mm-hmm. at the end of April, so just a couple of weeks later, I got this email from them from the Canadian safe Boating council saying, Mike, wait, we'd love to have you back. Um, you know, it's in three or four weeks. Um, should we put you down? And they, they didn't know. Um, because I, I hadn't told them mm. anything. I hadn't told them I'd lost my sense of balance. I was, when I got that email, I was still using, um, a walking cane and, um, and things were still pretty rough. So what I decided, and I would already announced that I was closing the business on all my social media. Um, so, but I still wanted to be a part of it um, because it was very exciting. And, and I thought it would be good for me um, just to go and be around yeah. it. But I thought that this was the time to pass the baton. Um, so, I called my friends in the paddleboarding community. Um, you know, uh, my friend Allie, um who mm-hmm. lives about an hour outside of Toronto, like north of Toronto, and then my friend Sarah, who lives, you know, west of Toronto, um, and they both have paddleboarding businesses. And I said, you know, do you do you want to do it? Because I will say yes to this, but you will be the ones who are doing the demonstrations. Um, Mm -hmm. and I will just coordinate it. And they said, yes, of course. And, um, and so we all went and, and it was a brilliant day. And I'm so happy that I did do that. Mm -hmm. Um, because that was the first day, you know, when, when all the television crews left, um, you know, the girls said, do you want to try getting back on a paddleboard for the first time? and um and i was very nervous and Mm -hmm. um you know vertigo and dizziness is a big part of my condition even Mm -hmm. now um so you know just being on a paddleboard was very scary concept but they said you know we'll we'll be here right beside you and um And I did, I went, I, um, yeah, so it was, um, it was a beautiful sunny day and I felt, you know, I spent three minutes sitting down that day on the board and the second the sun hit my face, I felt like I was at home again. And, um, and, and, you know, I, I describe it as the three most satisfying moments of my year that year. Um, it was just one of the, the best things that it, it was a huge accomplishment. And I was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Amazing.
0: That sounds incredible. So it's just about, you know, building momentum, momentum, so much part of your story on the sort of the rise cycle. And then There was the most incredible next major event, which was an invite. Was it an invite to speak at at Speaker Slam? I mean, I can't imagine that, you know, coming from where you were and and choosing to do something which most people are absolutely terrified of, which Mm. is public speaking, but entering Mm. a public speaking event that close to um, to obviously your, your low point just tell us a little bit about the story because the, the significance of this for people who don't know and I can't imagine there's anyone listening who doesn't know is that your appearance in speaker slam was was basically you know you won the competition and that's when you started going viral and your story started going viral so just tell us a bit about that that public speaking.
1: Yeah so you know a couple weeks after um, a couple weeks after that paddleboarding um you know I I went out paddleboarding again and and that 3 minutes became 5 minutes and 5 minutes became 7 minutes sitting down and then um, and then eventually you know I I stood up for for 1 minute I remember that very well but I remember around the time that that I had You know, got back on the water for the first time, I was visiting a friend of mine and she said, what are we going to do with you? And I said, what what do you mean? Um, And I I was wearing an eye patch to protect my eye because my eye was bulging out uh, because the face collapse. I was holding onto a wall for support. And she said, you're not done. I know you. You're not done um and i was like yeah right i think you've had too much to drink this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she said i'm gonna send you some information and uh, i want you to take a look at it um and she sent me information to speaker slam which is canada's largest inspirational speaking competition and you have to apply so i did um and i thought okay well I can probably write a speech and, and it will probably be okay. And, um, and I'll, 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 submit it. So I applied and then, um, you know, I found out it was, you know, 10 people giving inspirational speeches on the theme of courage, um, mm-hmm. in front of 300 people. And, and it wow. came back and they came back and they said, yes, we want your, we want the story um, you're in. So then I started doing my research and I found out that a lot of their speakers had gone viral on several platforms that they were Ted talk speakers, professionally trained, um, you know, corporate speakers. Wow. And I thought, crap, what have i done um so then i started writing and um you know i thought i'm gonna write the story of um of what's happened um not all of what's happened but Mm a snapshot of it and um and hopefully it will you know i'm gonna tie in a universal message um -hmm. and you know make it a little bit funny make it um you know relatable and and just make it universal so that you know it's not just about my condition that it's about everybody's condition and Mm. and and hopefully you know people will respond well and maybe five people out of 300 will like it.
0: <laughs> well, slightly more than that, I I suspect, but carry, carry on. Yeah. So, so I talked about paddles up,
1: um, mm. and, and, you know, I start the speech with painting the picture of, of what life was like and, and how I took great pride in, in transforming people, um, and you know with my lessons um with their power and their confidence um and and you know getting their paddles up to life and um and then in the speech i went through and and i talked about how how my paddles weren't up at all Mm -hmm. um and then And I talked about the illness and, and the mental health journey and, and then getting back on the board again and how each yes that I said to myself led to my next yes until I wasn't saying no anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, no, um,
0: yeah. I mean, in, incredible speech. And again, we're going to link to it in the show notes here um, if you haven't seen it, but it's fantastic. I've watched it uh, many times. And uh, there's not a, a wasted word in there. And you know, I mean, were you really prepared for the response first of all on the evening? Cause it sounds like everyone was on their feet and, um, and were you ready for the response afterwards?
1: Um, it was, so for a person who like, I was like, my balance is much better now than it, than it was. Um, but I'm, I'm affected by noises. Like I've amplified hearing, um, like the roof, you know, if, yeah you know, people people who were in that room remember that night it was um it was loud <laughs> when i mm. when I, fin- I felt i feel like looking back at it now it was um a release of everything that i had kept inside of me and i just mm. let it out like mm. um, like a lion um and And I do remember it being very loud Um, and, and yeah, that was, that's something that I will, I'll never forget. And then, um, you know, and then I went home and I remember... I put out the recycling the next morning and put the garbage. <laughs> like, like, it was like like it was just such a big contrast like this thing just happened and then I was like okay well back to normal life I've got to go and do the dishes now
0: <laughs> yeah and and it, and it was and, and it wasn't normal afterwards because you got picked up by all sorts of sort of inspirational organization including Ashton Kutcher and so on yeah. you know you, you it just absolutely went off so not only did you get people you know watching your 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 speech but um and celebrating with you and being inspired by you but also the the whole uh, paddles up took off um yeah. all across the world yeah no
1: so it started with um Ashton Kutcher, actor actor Ashton Kutcher's platform A+ Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my speech went up there, I think, probably a week afterwards. And then um, The Power of Positivity, They, I think they've got th- a community of 35 million. Um, they put up my speech on their platform. They've featured me, you know, a couple times now. I'm actually on there today um, with an article that I wrote. Um, and And the views just, you know went off like crazy. And I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've had millions of views on, on my talks now, um, mm. because of, because of, you know, the generosity of, of these viral partners and the partnerships that, um, Speaker Slam has with them. Um, and, and it's become this, this crazy thing. Um, you know, I've had, the great blessing of, you know, when, when you go viral on a part on a platform, um, you know, suddenly you get thousands of likes and thousands of, well, sad faces and angry faces whatever, (laughs) because everybody, everybody in the world watching. So everybody has an opinion, Um, but the comments um, were beautiful. And Mm. the messages from people, you know, with Parkinson's, with multiple sclerosis, with who have been through cancer um, saying, wow, paddles up. Um, mm. Like it just became this, this really, really amazing thing. Um, and then, and then I going viral um, caught the attention of the paddleboarding community. Um, and, and I, I woke up one day and I went downstairs and I turned on my phone and I'm scrolling through Facebook and there's this picture from Australia that's hmm. been tagged to my Facebook wall and it says paddles up from Australia, way to go. Amazing. And it's a picture of 10 paddle boarders and they're raising their paddles in the air. Um, And because it's tagged to my wall, anybody through my network can see that. Um, So within a few hours, you know, there's another picture. um, And that one's from Maryland in the USA Mm. um, and one from Boston. Um, And, you know, then there's one from England and one from Italy and whole Mm. powerboarding clubs there, you know, people on kayaks, people in canoes like it just became this crazy thing celebrating, um, you know, me and people who are struggling um, Mm. with mental health and with physical conditions and, um, and celebrating that. And, um, you know, just over, you know, it's been just over a year and, you know i think i think it's you know it's almost 50 countries now that have done it like there have been i th- i think we're I, th- I think we're at 42 um, which is crazy
0: Well, that's amazing. Uh, Well, the challenge is out there, you know, we've got a fairly good, good reach sort of internationally. So, um, so let's all continue supporting uh, paddle. I I spoke to um, a guest, um, Sam Rutt in the, in the UK and Mm -hmm. I know Thornley um, Sup Junkie, you know, they're they're all big fans. So you've got a huge following over, over here and Mm. um, very, very inspiring. And of course, what that led to is um, you're winning the um, the Uber Award for for stand up paddleboarders. So you know there's a, a long list of incredibly inspirational people, but uh, you won the SUP Connect Man of the Year Award at an absolute canter.
1: Yeah, no, that's um, it's it's all crazy how this has played out. Um, no, it's very um, it's a big honor um, mm. and. Um, you know, I remember when when I when they released the the nominations of who was nominated this year. Um I I scrolled through like you like you do. You mm. you wanna see who who else is nominated and and you know it's it was me and it was all these world champions and Pan Am games winners and <laughs> Um and I thought, oh well, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's really nice of them that they did that and uh and you don't really, you know when you know, when you're up against like Zane and casper and, mm. and all those guys, you just kind of think like, oh, it's really nice that they gave me a nod and <laughs> um I guess the um, the panel um well the pe- the people spoke like, with mm-hmm. uh, the People's Choice Award, um, and then and then the panel, um, I, I wasn't expecting that. Um, Maddie actually um, found out first. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddie LeBlanc, she won SUP Connect Woman of the Year,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, and she messaged me in August, and she's and and she said we won, and I said mm-hmm. we won <laughs> <laughs> and we said we won both of us <laughs>
0: amazing uh,
1: it was it was crazy it was um yeah it was really really special um, yeah and really nice to be acknowledged in such a way so
0: well, I've, I've I've got a plan, a secret plan. Maybe I can uh, just share it with you at the moment um, to have you and Maddie both on on an oh. episode, just talking about uh, Canadian paddling. But I haven't haven't asked her, and I haven't asked you, so maybe we'll uh, oh, will well. chat about that afterwards. But that that would be yeah. great to get you together. Oh no, I would love to to be on again and
1: and to no, I love I love hanging out with Maddie. So <laughs> um, yeah, that would be. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'm awesome, sure she will, she will be up for that.
0: Um, I'm sure she will now. I've, um, so um, the book was published this year. Um, clearly, I'm a big fan. I'm, um, I've read it through once and I'm about halfway through it again. Mm. Um it, it must have taken a huge amount of hard work. I mean, I, I've written stuff, not a book, but articles and so on. And I know how much time it takes to do that. How did how did you put that together? And did you get any help on that? Or, or is it just 100% your own work there?
1: Yeah, no. So it began the process. Be- so August 2019 was Speaker Slam. And I quickly decided I had no... I had thought um, I've always enjoyed writing, um, and you know when I wrote that speech, I wrote you know I I spent hours and hours and hours writing, um, mm. and when when the response came from you know all the attention from it, I thought um, well I can reach more people in a book, um, mm. and. And it can, you know, make a, a bigger difference. I think, um, and it can really, you know, tell the whole story. So, so I quickly decided that I was I was going to do the book, um, and I started writing um, in August, end of August of twenty nineteen, um, and I got involved with uh, a publisher um, like to paper publishing. Uh, they are in Miami and, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was still in the writing process in, um, this past spring. Um, and then, and then we've, You know, I finished it and, and it got wrapped up and then it, and then, you know, Life to Paper, um, you know,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. got brought in the editors. Mm -hmm. um, And then there was several back and forth with, with the editor team. Um, We brought in people um, from who've, who've edited for Reader's Digest. So. You know they've they've edited millions millions of words for Reader's Digest. They're they're amazing. Um, mm. And what I really appreciated was um, they came back and they said, "Do you want this to be your story, or do you want do you want to leave your voice in it?" Like the, like the question was, "Do you want to leave your voice in it, or or do you want to take it out and it's just your story?" but people won't hear you. And, and I had to make the decision. Um, and I decided, no, I want, I want people to feel like they're having a conversation with me Mm. or they're sitting on a beach or on a paddleboard with me. And, Mm. um, and, and they did, they left it, you know, they, they changed a lot of, of what was written. There were, you know, several edits back and forth and and so much cut and added um but at the end of it um you know the response that i've got from people who have read it is that they feel like they're sitting down with me um Mm -hmm. and and I'm goofy a lot, and I make jokes, and sometimes they're bad, and sometimes they're funny, <laughs> and, and some, you know, I'm Mike Shorman. I make people laugh and cry. Yeah. Um, but but no, um, the whole process kind of wrapped up in in late July, early August, and then the and then it launched in um, you know mid October, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just been, you know just over a month now and um
0: and it's it's been a, a it's been a great launch so far it's it's pretty well it has yeah, yeah. i mean it, it it seems like every uh new post is another retailer picking it up and yeah. you know for, for good reason and and obviously you know the, it, it's a story that that really talks to everyone you know paddle boarding is very niche whether we you know i mean it's obviously getting bigger but it's very niche but you know your your story about sort of hitting those lows and the disappointments and and how you how you sort of progressed out of it is just a, I mean it's a universal story and and hugely inspiring and I think that's why it's you know had so much support um, internationally that that whole positive thing is something which is so important so I would certainly appeal to anyone listening to this um, you know it, it, it's just a fantastically Inspirational read, and I would highly recommend it. Oh, thanks, Simon. Thank you. No, I think right now with
1: all that's going on, you know, people are looking for people are looking for stories and for messages and for positivity anywhere they can find it. Really, I love um, hearing from people. You know how it's touched them. You know. How it's motivated them, especially now, and um, and yeah, no, it's been an exciting beginning to this new journey.
0: Fantastic, and uh, obviously, it's it's given rise to to new opportunities, and so on. I know you're you're doing some some stuff around building momentum, helping entrepreneurs, and yeah. you've got yeah. various um, initiatives. Just tell me a bit about what you've got planned for the new year, because you've got um, a coaching program, haven't you? Yeah. So I'm working with entrepreneurs like, you know, when I won my speech,
1: um, one of the things that I have managed to do is hold interest um, and build this momentum. Um, You know, a lot of people who do Speaker Slam, they do it with. A product or a service, and and then you know they do this big speech, and 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 I didn't have that, which is why I think um, it was received so well because because I wasn't selling anything. Um, but one of the things that I did do well was, you know, I. I was able to I I got a lot of attention um and and I I built this this movement and I you know kept on putting out mm-hmm. Content and and inspiring, you know, it to keep on going, and and that led to to where I am now. Going into the book, there was so much so much momentum. Um, so I am working with um, several life coaches and small businesses and nonprofits. Um, starting in January teaching them how to build their own momentum going into a product launch or 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 the launch of a service um and you know teaching like last year you know i did i did three tv interviews i did i've had four published articles i've done magazine interviews i've done podcasts and and all of that has you know built up you know, credibility, but it's also kept the story alive. Um, And I want to teach that to, to other people so that they can do it because it can be, it's really valuable. And um, so I'm doing that starting in January. I am doing a uh, crossing from New York to Toronto, uh, which is 85 kilometers um inspired by Chris Burdish um, who is the big crosser but mm-hmm. but 85 kilometers for me will realistically probably take two days. I will have to do a lot of it sitting down, you know, some of it in the dark. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm an advocate and ambassador for Jack.org which is um, a mental health organization in Canada. Mm -hmm. and we are um they are putting together the website um and they'll be releasing it in uh in january um so i'm planning to do that crossing uh to raise you know awareness and funds for for mental health and Mm -hmm. um and then i have some you know there's you know speaking engagements and um, Mm -hmm. you know all that good stuff and then i've got you know, just regular paddleboarding.
0: <laughs> well, you've got regular paddleboarding. Uh, I don't know whether we can talk about this. We can always cut cut it out if, uh, if we can't. But uh, you're well known as a snappy dresser and um, you've got some apparel coming out. You're doing a, a partnership with California Cowboy.
1: Yes. Yeah. So um, one of the amazing things that has come from all of this is – um, California Cowboy is an apparel company based in San Diego. They heard my story and they loved it. They um, are a new company in the last you know, couple of years. Um, they've been featured in Men's Health Journal, in the New York Times. Um, and they heard my story and they said, Mike, we, we want to outfit you. Um, we want to, which is great. Crazy! I was like, "Yeah, okay, send me some." <laughs> like, great, a new wardrobe. Um, so yeah, so I wear um, I wear California Cowboy. They're an apparel ski and surf company, um, and the launch of the new Crash and Rise shirt by California Cowboy uh, will be happening this February. But that is um, yeah, that's well, exciting. It's crazy
0: thing so good stuff well i i think we we've kind of followed the formula more or less all the way through but i got a range of some rather random questions here okay. for you mike so yeah. uh, one comes from a, a previous um, guest of mine who i told that i was talking to you and uh, she said you must talk to mike about butter tarts oh. it's, um, it's a it's a level of fuel that uh, canadian pad paddlers have access to uh, which really help. Is is this something that's uh, important to you? Uh, it is. Uh, it is like air.
1: Um, <laughs> it is. It is very, very important. It is. Um, so a butter tart is like you will have a you'll have an international following. So they'll have no idea. Um, <laughs> it is comparable to a pecan pie. Um, oh and it is just sugar um, like it's just such a contrast to paddle boarding. um but yeah no it's just like this beautiful tart and there's like there's butter tart filled filled with like gooey filling mm. and you can put raisins you can put Pecans, you can just have them plain. Um, mm. They were created in Canada, and there are actual butter tart festivals. uh um, really? Yeah, yeah. like It's crazy. Um, <laughs> you can get them gluten free. You can get them vegan. Uh, actually, gluten free ones are pretty good. Um, yeah. But you can get gourmet ones with chocolate, with bacon. Um,
0: bacon? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow, this is incredible. So this is you're right. It's uh, it, it's something new to us but uh, clearly the secret of uh, Canadian success this year.
1: Yeah, if you can if you want to, you can it's much easier to do butter tart squares. So if you have like um like a 9 by 9 baking pan, um mm-hmm. you can actually just google uh, butter tart squares recipe. Um, when I was living abroad in England, I was Mm -hmm. working Jamie Oliver
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and Christmas one year I built like, like imagine like you're moving and you've got these big boxes. I brought in three big moving boxes full of them into Jamie (laughs) and they just went wild. Like they said, like, you need, you need a stall at a Christmas market with these things. but yeah, no, you should definitely check it out.
0: So um, the other thing to, to mention, and, and this was, um, I think, before you started your company, about your great love for India. And one of the, the surprises um, that we've had you know, with our listenership is the uh, amount of listeners that we, we have in India. I know you spent a bit of time traveling traveling around there, and it's a, it's a country that you absolutely love. I love,
1: I love India. Um, no, um, So I've been to India twice. Once with paddle boards, and and once you know, I actually start my book in India, um, and and I talk about you know what it was like for me going through India, but no, I fell in love with India. I, I went there to have my my eat pray love experience, and <laughs> and you know I fell in love with the culture, and and you know at some time. At some points, I found I found it challenging. I found it hard, um, hard to to watch life sometimes. But uh, but at other times, it was beautiful, and mm. um, and every place that I went was different. You know, in the northern regions, in in Rajasthan, in, in Kerala, in Goa, um, all different. The food, the um, the way that people dress, the dialects of the language. Um, but, but the people themselves, you know, that, that wasn't different, you know, people, people are people and, and I experienced great, great kindness and, and, um, and I, I loved my, my time in India very much.
0: So we're, we're kind of drawing to a, a close now. It's been a fantastic chat. Um, and you know, you've proved just as inspirational in in person or as a, a virtual person as you are on the page and uh, and in your speech. You know, there's a lot of listeners here who be big fans of yours and have voted for you and and love the work. Is there anything that you'd like to uh, to say, you know, directly to to them?
1: Yeah, no. I want to say thank you so much for for all of your support, and um, it has meant the world to me. Um, you know, I it just goes to show how strong the power of community is, and mm-hmm. and what can be done. You know, I have transformed because of this community, um, and you know, I think. I have become a much you know, I become a better person because of what I went through and I've become a better person because of what the paddleboarding community has done for me. And I hope that that you know um, we keep doing that for people because it changes lives
0: and,
1: mm-hmm. and and it's not just about our love for the water. it's about, um, supporting people in our community and there are people in our community who are championing great causes you know piper's angels um you know subtanuki um mm. people people you know people are are amazing in this mm. community and and we should um we should embrace them and support them as as best as we can and mm. um, and thank you thank you all for um, for being who you are and and championing me
0: well as far as I can speak for the rest of the um, the sub community I'd probably say in short form straight back at you Mike um, but um, but you know your story has been incredibly inspirational as I said not just to the paddle boarding community although you know I, I think it is a special community and particularly supportive, yeah. and to, to the wider population of people suffering from conditions and people going through various hardships at the moment of various different types and you know partic- you know mental health as well as as physical conditions. So, mm. um, you know, I'd like to be presumptuous and uh, and thank you very much um, on behalf of everyone out there. Um, now, this is a bit of a daft question, really, but uh, where can we find out more about you? Yeah, so I'm on
1: all the social medias. Uh, my Instagram is at the unbalanced paddle um, I am on Facebook. My page is Mike Shoreman Dash the unbalanced paddle I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me at mikeshorman.com um and then and then the speeches are on youtube and the book is you know in most major retailers um if if they don't carry it it is now set up that they can order it um so so in in shops um pretty much around the world um, mm. are are set up even if 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 they're out of stock or they don't carry it
0: um and yeah, that is how people can find me. Excellent. I don't think they'll, they'll miss you, Mike. Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. It's been the interview that I'd hoped for. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll continue to watch from afar and, and support your efforts as you go on to your your next new challenges. Thank yeah. you ever so much for spending time with us. No, thank you for um, you know Sup FM is a,
1: is amazing and what you what you do and in, in interviewing people in, in this amazing sport. So thank you so so much for having me, Simon. It was um it was an honor and um, a lot of
0: fun. Thanks, thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Sup FM, the number one podcast for stand up battlers wherever you are. If you like what you've heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. Until then, we'll see you on the water.